Hi everybody and welcome to another Torned Up interview and as always we are so appreciative of the artists to take out their valuable time to speak with us here on the show. Now actually in the recent past we had the honour of having the world exclusive, the first play anywhere in the world of the brand new single by Late Night Trouble and this band from Montreal they really can rock and I'm so thrilled and delighted to have them on the Torn Up interview uh, tonight. So would you please give a big welcome and we'll ask um, Roxanne Paris. What an exotic name, I have to say that. But Roxanne, you're very welcome. And we'll ask you first how you become involved in music and then the rest of the guys, you can introduce them and uh, we'll get to everybody and just find out how, how and when you got to this point. So Roxanne, you're very welcome to the show. Thank you, Jerry, for having us. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. And Day When the Rough, I should have said, was the name of the single. A really rocking tune. Loved it. Really, you know, looking forward to hearing more material from you guys. So tell me something, Roxanne. How did how did the you, the music, how did it start in your life? What, what got the interest going or what were your influences? Was there music in the family uh, or how did the road to music start for you? Uh, yeah, actually, there's no musician in my family, as per se, except my grandfather, who uh, was singing in a choir, and I think he, he's the one who gave me the passion at age four or five, I don't remember exactly, I was so young, uh, I started doing a little show in front of uh, friends, family, and we were going to a camp, and I was doing choreography and um, and singing in front of them. Uh, there were thousands of people watching the show every year. It's really my grandfather who pushed me in that way to, to, to start my passion. He thought I had a lot of energy, I had a great voice. I keep talking a lot like I still do, but for sure he saw something in me and it just like I had a spark at this moment and I started at this year at this age sorry and i can't stop till then i just enjoy singing a lot and i just can't stop i really really love it i love music look at that so from our chats before roxanne is so evident that you know your heart and soul is in this and and you know that's great because you know that makes the creativity flow as well because when you have so much passion for something it's easy to do the rest, you know, and I and I can sense that from you, and I'm sure when we speak to the rest of the guys, I'll hear the same too, because all, all the really good bands, you know, everybody has this joint vision, passion for what they're doing, and that's what makes the band work. Um, so tell me, Roxanne, how did Late Night Trouble come about? You know, what, what, you know, what sparked that off or how did you meet up with the rest of the guys or who initially, actually who initially formed the band? How did it start? Yeah, uh, actually, um, we had the idea, we wanted to do music uh, for a long time, but we never made the move before. But one day, uh, Alex, uh, the bassist and I went to a Green Day show and we just like staring into each other's eyes and said, okay, we have to do it. Like the spark was there at the, the Green Day show. It was so awesome that we said, okay, we want to do this and we're going to start to do it now. So at this point, we started to put some ads on um, a website called Kijiji. It's, I don't know what's, uh, 
uh, Craigslist, but in yeah. UK is uh, not in Europe. Is it the same thing? You know, Craigslist. I think you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It exists so is that here too. Back, yes, and so Alex, the basis, and Yuri starts exchanging. Sorry, messaged on that, but uh, can I pass the puck to Yuri so you can tell the story? So okay, good listen, so Yuri, you're very welcome and great to speak with you here on Torrid Up. Oh. So great to speak to you. So tell me, Yuri, how. How did even before we get to that, how did you, uh, you know, become involved in music? Same as I asked Roxanne, was it something in the family? Was it something that just you personally had that spark for? How did it start for you? Okay, so for me, kind of like Roxanne, I never had a musician in my family. So it mainly started from a, a liking to rock music and, you know, new metal as a kid. When um, I started playing drums, basically when I was very young, at like nine years old, and then I dropped it for a while, but then I picked it back up when I was 15, because I, I was watching a, um, a drummer on YouTube called Maytel Cohen, and she made it look fun, so I decided to pick the drums again. But yeah, so that's how I started playing my instrument, and when I was around 18, that's when I started being in bands. That's when I started being a, you know, part of the scene over here. So I had my first band, and when I left that band, I decided to make my own band. And this is when I met up with Alex and Roxanne. We got into contact, and that's how we basically met. Okay, um, and and Alex, we'll 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 bring you in now as well, Alex. Uh, was it the same for you? Was there anyone in the family that, uh, you know, played music or were you the force to do it or what was the case for you, Alex? Well, uh, for me, personally, uh, there was not... Uh, my As musicians in my family, there's actually my grandmother from my uh, mother's side. They used to play a country, country music back, uh, back in the days. But that's pretty much it. But I will always remember that my, my my dad used to play a little bit of guitar, and I when I was young I saw him play a couple of licks in front of me, and it blew my mind that my dad could actually play guitar. So that's when I started learning guitar for the first time. But uh, I played maybe for like a year or two and dropped it for a long time until the idea came that hey maybe I could actually be in a band and. It's, that's when it started, and then I picked up the bass from there because, you know, we need a bass player, and I, I was like, okay, I'll do it. And that's, I went to a pawn shop close to my place and bought a bass for $100, and so it started. So, uh, yeah, and then we um, started looking for musicians to play with, but it's, it's really hard to uh, find people with uh, the same mindset as you and motivated like you, and... So we, we kept uh, we kept looking for people for a long time until we found those guys and we're we're at the, uh, where we're at right now. I think you know it's something, you know, Alex, when you do find the right mix and you do find the right people. It's like a lot of things in life. You kinda know it. There's a kind of a an inner voice kinda tells you whenever things are working, when there's a synergy between the people you're working with and then because of that you, you create the sound. Tell me, I have to ask this. The name is kind of unusual, Late Night Trouble. How did that come about, or how, who picked the name? 
Well, it was actually, uh, it wasn't our, the first name we had when we, we first started. Uh, we were called like uh, Honest Honesty. But at one point, we decided to change the band so to find a name that fits more with uh, the way we were going and the, uh, our music style and everything. So we, we searched for a name for a couple co- couple of weeks, I would say, and everyone came up with a few ideas. And it was just a mix of ideas. That's pretty much it, yeah. We, like, we exchanged ideas for a couple of weeks, a couple of words here and there, and Late Night Trouble came, and we, we all liked it. We, uh, we talked about it to a couple other people, and um, all our friends thought it was great, so we went with it, and we're, we're, we like it. I think it fits well with us, and yeah, Late Night Trouble, that's our name. Yeah, the, the thing I can say, if I can add, we like ca- causing a little trouble, too, but in the funny kind of way, not trouble like being a bad person or anything, but we like funny stuff and and just doing like pranks to each other and telling us name and blah, blah, blah. And we're like owls too. So kind of fit with us too in that way. And plus, I think it makes well with the kind of a, like people say we have an 80s vibe, I can say. And I just thought it, it, it all blends really well with the aesthetic of the band too that we're going for. I think you see too, and this is now my opinion on, but I think Late Night Trouble is a very rock and roll name, you know, it's a kind of suggests a bit of swagger, like, it's like, look, you know, the likes of the Stones and people like that, there's always that kind of, you know, bad boy thing and swagger, and, you know, it, it kind of, it, the name suits the type of music you play, so, and, it, and it's something that sticks in your mind, you know, you don't, you don't forget the name. Late Night Troubles is a kind of a phrase as much as a name, and it, it's something that sticks with you. Um, as regards, we say, songwriting and creating songs and stuff like that, uh, is everybody involved in the process? Does some of you write the lyrics, some of you write the music, or is it a bit of everything? Well, uh, for your music, it mostly... Uh well, at least uh, all the time, it starts with our guitar player, Sebastian, who's right here with us. And uh, and yeah, it, it starts it starts like this. I think he's, a, he's the, the main writer of the band. Comes up with most IDs, and then we work it all together and make it uh, like a late night trouble song. And uh, it, it starts there, but it's it, sometimes it doesn't only start with a riff, but sometimes it starts with lyrics. It's a little bit of everything. We don't have any uh, particular way of working, but yeah, it's mostly uh, Sebastian who writes the, the main IDs, and then we all come up with uh, a little bit help and uh, make it uh, greater. Yeah, spice it up and make it greater, and until we're all satisfied, and yeah, that's that's how it works. We we like working on new songs, then uh, we like we're writing rock and roll music. Yeah. So, Sebastian, how are you? Uh, you know, obviously, you're the you're the man that 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 plays the solos and and keeps the boogie going there for everybody. So, um, how was it for you yeah, as well? Right. Same as same as the other people, you know. What? How was it for you uh, musically, or, or what was the spark? Well, that, that, that's a funny story because. Uh, I've never, I never really been into music. Uh, none of my family members uh, played or pushed me to go out there. Uh, I wasn't even a big music listener when I was young. Uh, 
me. It was it wasn't interesting for me. I was uh, doing other stuff than listening to music or uh, liking bands or watching clips or stuff like that. Um, but uh, when I first started high school, uh, at some point, um, I remember uh, one of my uh, one of my uh, one of my friends, I could say, uh, she she sell me for five bucks a. Uh, the, um, the Simple Plan album, the first album, it's com- complete, about right. completely blew my mind. <laughs> Wait, your first band was Simple Plan? Yes, yes, you're Bro, right. Bro, what the fuck? Well... I'm a huge fan too, so I understand. Well, uh, it was like System of a Down, you come at me with Simple Plan, really? <laughs> fuck yourself. <laughs> but to, to, to be honest, uh, I just listened to that album over and over. Uh, I also learned English with uh, this album because I was listening to the song, writing the lyrics, trying to understand what I was hearing. Uh, it, it, it just started there. Uh, at that point, I loved music, but I was I was never interested into playing an instrument. Uh, but at some point, uh, we uh, we were offered a free class on our th- third year of uh, high school. And uh, I just went with my friends. I could I could go art. I could go uh, guitar. I could go uh, um, f- sports, whatever. And I just clicked guitar because all my friends were going in guitar. So I just clicked guitar to follow my friends. For the first year, wasn't interested. Wasn't doing my homework. Wasn't very getting very good at it. And uh, at one at this point, one of my one member of my family bought me a guitar and. Uh, it's my aunt. She goes crazy every time I start something new, and uh, she heard that I was in guitar school, so she's like, "Okay, this guy's gonna be a rock star. I'll buy him his guitar, his first amp, and everything." She bought me the full kit, but he just stays there in the corner, uh, gathering dust for most of the year. But at some point, uh, summer vacation, I don't know, I was bored, so I picked up the guitar and uh, never stopped playing uh, until now. That's what it is. Tell you one thing, she sounds like a very cool aunt that she, when she saw you at the interesting, she bought you the whole thing. So she certainly deserves a mention, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. She, she's definitely the one uh, that started this whole thing for me, that's for sure. Is it the same aunt that yes, came to her Fun fact about that aunt of his, she is so cool as a matter of fact that after her show when she came to see us, she straight up picked up like some of her merchants who was walking around the venue trying to sell t-shirts to people. Yeah, she was giving us brownies and muffins and jewelries for me. She was so sweet, just keep like giving us gifts and helping us. She's really, really sweet. Ah, that she sounds like a lovely person. And, you know, isn't that lovely, too? Because, you know, music, you know, the music community, even like us having a chat here, it is in a kind of a way like a family. It's a worldwide family, but it's actually nice when one of your own family, you know, is that immersive in it and really wants to help. It's really nice. And I think as well as that, you know, we all need belief and we all need people who believe in us and support us, whatever it is we do in life. And it certainly makes the difference to spur us on to the next thing and the next thing when people are, when you have people that are fully supportive and behind whatever you do. Yeah, it really helps. It push you harder, it push you further. And, so, and sometimes they see things that you don't even see yet and uh, they just get, uh, get you there. Yeah, and tell me something, guys. What about now? Okay, you've released some singles. 
Is there any plans for an album to be released or is that further down the lane or what's happening there? Well, uh, yeah, we just released our third song called Diamond in the Rough. And um, yeah, we're happy with it. Uh, we have uh, two other songs that uh, was already released previously this year called Sex Drive and uh, Scream My Name. But now coming next year in 222, we're going to release a few more songs and uh, release a full EP too. So yeah, that's, the, that's what's going to happen now. There's no dates uh, already planned, but uh, yeah, we're going to release a full EP and uh, play a couple of shows, yeah, and play as much shows as possible. That's uh, that's our goal for next year. We want to release the full uh, EP, promote it, and uh, play play shows. I'm sure too, guys, that, you know, with COVID and everything else, that you were off the road for a while and now you're back on it again. It must feel great to be back out and playing live again and connecting with the people. Yeah, well, that's for sure. I mean, for uh, when everything started, I mean, we were, I think the most that we were off really was at the beginning because at this point we couldn't even practice or play anything to be honest but nowadays you know things are getting back open everything's starting to rolling back so we're just starting to do as much as we can yeah because we have to mention that the born, the band was formed uh, with the, the actual lineup that we have here in november of 2019 just before everything collapses so yeah that's why we couldn't do a lot of show like yuri just said but now it's getting back out there and we just announced uh, a mini tour uh it's called the dark winter tour so it's a canada dates um, on ontario and quebec uh for the moment for sure we can no not go overseas or over border but maybe later uh this year uh, next year sorry 2022 uh things will get better and we will be able to travel a little bit further and maybe even go like, see you, Jerry. That would be awesome. God, it would be really great. No, look, you know, I feel my heart goes out to the many bands like yourselves, particularly lots of bands that were maybe just an early part of their career when this whole COVID thing came. And look, I know there was lots of stuff done on, on social media and Facebook Live and all that, but nothing replaces a live gig. Nothing replaces being in front of people and an audience showing their appreciation when you're playing. It's just not the same, but at least we seem to be getting their live venues here open again, even though cases are up a bit. But I think, look, I think at this point in time, we're going to have to learn to live with this, but we're also going to have to try to be able to carry on our lives as normally as we can. And music... Probably music and sport are the two things that are very deep in the fabric of society in most countries across the world. And certainly music is something that, you know, uplifts us. It, it, it can change your mood. If you go out for an evening and you see some really good music or experience it, uh, it really makes such a difference to your, to your evening. So it's great that live music is happening again and... You know, I suppose it gave you guys time maybe to think about ideas, new songs, stuff like that to put together for the likes of DP and stuff like that.
But I, I'm sure the 10 days that you're doing, you know, they'll be magical. You'll have a great time. And, uh, you know, the band itself, I think bands develop too as if the bands that are fairly prolific live players you know over a period of time they come very tight and 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 it really helps everybody as they say practice makes perfect so if you if you're playing a lot of gigs it makes the band even better i think yeah i i think the same so we're trying to play as much shows as we can just getting better pick it up meet new people have fun and for sure, uh, Sebastian is keeping us busy with a lot of new songs in the way. Uh, and yeah. I am. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're right with that. I mean, live music, especially for a rock and roll band like us, this is where it happens. You know, it's, it's hard for rock bands like us to promote our music online only. It really has to happen, I think, in the, on a stage. That's where... You get the real connections with uh, real people. And this it happened to me so many times that I actually started loving bands because I saw them live in a festival or, or opening for another band that I love. And I was like, they blew my mind. And I was like, I got to follow these guys. So, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, and same thing for us. I think, like, I know a few people like the songs that they, they heard from us from our last singles. But when they see us... In show, they, they think we have a great energy. We we are really like putting ourselves out there on the stage, and yeah, it's giving another energy to 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 the music. Not something different, but I just think it makes like the songs better because we're putting our art and soul on stage in the songs and just like make them better. I don't know how to explain it more than just just like that. Oh yeah, I under I understand. I understand. You know, when you play a song live, it, it you can record something in the studio, but really, when the band connects on stage and you play something live, it, in in every way, it'll be it'll become a slightly different animal. It'll be it becomes a kind of a live version of the studio song, and you know, it's it's really exciting. And it's you know, I, the thing I can hear in all of you is the passion you have for music and the obvious enjoyment you have from doing this. And, you know, God, we need live music. We need bands like yourselves that are full of passion and energy that's at the start of your your journey in music and you have so much to offer. And that's why, for me as a presenter here on Torn It Up and with Radio Home of Rock, it's such a joy to speak to people like yourselves because you are the future of the business. You are the bands that are going to be creating music in the years ahead. And, you know, every business, it doesn't matter what it is, you have to have new blood coming in. And I, I just think it's amazing. And there's so many great bands around at the minute. So many fine Canadian bands too. And all over the world. And for me... As someone that loves music as well, it's I feel it's a golden age at the minute. There's so much great music being produced. And our job as a show is just to get it out there, be the conduit, let people know about the bands. And then there's, there's lots of appreciative listeners out there that are only too delighted to hear about the new music. So um, all I can say is on, on behalf of myself and Colm, and the people here uh, at Radio Home of Rock, it's such a joy to speak to you guys because 
as I say, you are the future, but the music you're making is exciting, it's vibrant, it's fun. Uh, it, it, it gives out so much positivity and energy, and that's what we badly need. So, uh, you know, Roxanne, Yuri, Alex, Sebastian, you're really, you're doing something really great. And as far as we are concerned here, we want to support you every step of the way. And whatever we could do to help, and whatever this project's coming up for, we can give you some promotion on it. Uh, we'd always be here at the end of a phone to help you in any way we can. Thank you. It's so much appreciated. Thank uh, you so much. By the way, I need five bucks. Can you hook me up? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, no, I'm afraid uh, if I had it, it'd be a bit difficult to get to you. But listen, guys, it's been a pleasure. Roxanne, thanks too for helping put all this together as well. And uh, it's been great. And uh, enjoy the rest of the evening. And again, uh, don't go. We're going to say goodbye to everyone now. We'll have a quick, quick chat before I let you go. But as I say, really, thanks so much for doing the Torn It Up interview. Thank you so much, Jerry, and we will talk soon again. Thank you. Thank yeah, you again. It, we will indeed.